listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. I'm Tanner. I'm Andrea. And I'm Soups. And we'll be discussing an interesting topic today. But be careful, one of the facts we tell you is total BS. Join the other two in guessing the false fact. By the end, you'll be saying, I should have known. Welcome to the I Should Have Known podcast. I'm Andy here with Tanner and Soups. And today, Soups is going to talk about a topic that defined my childhood, really. He's going to tell us about CDs. That's correct. Quick question before I begin. Do you still remember the full form of CDs? Compact disc. (laughs) For our Gen Z listeners, uh, CDs. (laughs) Yes. CDs are these round things that we use to listen to music, store data, games, movies, etc. I feel like I really dated myself by saying that my childhood was defined by CDs, but it definitely was. It was the rage of our time. Yeah, when I was a kid, I remember my ninth birthday, I was allowed to buy my first CD. And this was like (laughs) the most exciting thing. I remember when we got our first CD player, a massive upgrade from our cassette player. And we had like three or four CDs that came with the player. And I just sat straight after school. I'd come, you know, have lunch and just sit in front of the CD and just listen to the same songs over and over. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was uh, Shania Twain's Come On Over. Tanner, do you remember your first CD? My CD was Coco Jumbo by Mr. President. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Coco. Which is hilarious because a fun fact about Coco Jumbo is that I find that most like multi-generational Americans, so people whose families have been in America for a long time, they've never heard of this song. But it is so popular in Europe. It's ridiculous. And all the like Polish-American kids, they, they all know this song. So I used to make fun of Tanner ruthlessly for like this song no one's ever heard of. And now that we live in Europe, we hear it like regularly. <laughs> It's a very popular song here indeed. Yeah. Do you know when was the first CD invented? Oh, boy. Oh. Uh, like just the invention of the thing? Yeah, just give me a number. 1972. 1980. Okay. That was definitely in the range. I think Tanner's closer. It was actually on March 8, 1979. Philips showcased CDs to the world for the first time. Actually, both Philips and Sony invented the CD format together. They set up a task force to create a standard for the music industry that all manufacturers could follow and develop for. I mean, CDs completely changed the way we consume data. Do you remember floppy disks? Only barely. Three and a half inch floppy disks. Yeah, I made some presentations on them. Yeah, a floppy could store around 3.2 MB of data. And here we are with CDs, which could store 680 MB. I'm sorry, but it's very funny now to to hear those numbers. We're like, that was revolutionary. (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) 3.2 MB. How many songs can you get on a floppy disk? Exactly. And now we have games, which go up to 200 GB. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. Burning CDs. Music piracy. That was a big part of 
Tanner and my courtship. We would like burn CDs for each other. <laughs> it's our generation's mixtape. And then you have to like write really pretty on the CD, like some gel pen probably. <laughs> you expressed your love with those 10 songs. Exactly. You... <laughs> well, today's kids would never know. What do they do now? Do they like share Spotify playlists? Or they TikTok. <laughs> Just to give you some context and background information about this fascinating invention of the time. CDs are usually 1.2 millimeter deep and 120 millimeters in diameter. They are, or rather I should say they were, made from polycarbonate plastic. The reason why a CD surface is reflective is because of the aluminum coating. And actually the encoded data, which is known as bits, starts out in the center and then spirals out. And the lasers in the CD players can actually read this information without any physical contact. And all CDs must comply with the red book specification. These standards were made by Sony and Philips in 1980. So they they took this thing very seriously, right? So they codified it. This was the invention of the time. Okay, so let's dive into the facts about CDs, right? Okay. Lie to me, soups. (laughs) (laughs) So the first fact, a standard CD has about 82 minutes of playing time, allegedly because of the then vice president of Sony, Norio Og's wife's favorite music was Mozart's Symphony Number no. 40. So Symphony Number no. 40 was one of Mozart's greatest uh, creation, also known as the Great G Minor Symphony, to differentiate between the Little G Minor Symphony, which is the number 25. And Albert Einstein called it as an appeal to eternity. Wow. Okay. And it's 82 minutes long? Something around that, yeah. Okay. So you could fit the whole thing on the... Yeah, on the CD. That's the playing time of CDs. Okay. Yeah. And the first band to sell more than 1 million copies... I was waiting for this one. I have no idea. Tenor, any guesses? I mean, I would guess the Beatles. No, it's actually Dire Straits. And the album was Brother in Arms. And there's also this amazing anecdote that I found on the internet when BBC introduced the CDs to the world in about 1981. It was on this, I forget the name of the show, and the show's host, this guy called Kieran Prendeville, he was a bit perplexed with this invention. Mm -hmm. So he said, like, do we really need something like this? And (laughs) he's famously seen scratching a Bee Gees uh, CD. Urban legend has it, he first spread jam on it. What? Oh, wow. Like to make a joke, like, this is stupid. Yeah, this is stupid that we do not need this invention. I love that humans keep doing that over and over and over again. Like, I don't know how many things need to be invented. You're going to look stupid later if you do this. Like, it's never like you're, you're never making a good point. You're always wrong every time. Aristotle complaining about writing 3,000 years ago, you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah. All right, let's move on to fact number two. Okay. All right. Fact number two is Mercedes-Benz was the first automobile manufacturer to have the CD player as an inbuilt option in its cars. Oh, wow. 
Okay. A little bit history about car manufacturing and music. Mm-hmm. So historically, car manufacturers were never too bothered about introducing audio in the cars. That was not their area of speciality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the first commercial car audio actually came in the form of radio okay. in 1930 when Galvin Manufacturing Corporation introduced it and named it Motorola 5T71. I heard this before. Yeah. And incidentally, that's how the company got its name. Motorola. Motorola, yeah. Because they used to have like the big funnel looking things. Like Vitrola. Vitrola, yeah, exactly. Move it to a motor and it's Motorola. Motor and Vitrola. And so that's how Motorola came about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blend. And also, fun fact, 1984 is the year when Sony Discman came out. Okay. So let's move on to fact number three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Were you guys a DVD fans? Did you have a DVD collection? I'm not a big movie person, actually. So no, I don't really have... A... I have like my favorite movies on DVD, but it wasn't a very big collection. Okay. But I mean, I've obviously watched the DVDs. <laughs> then my question to you guys is, do you know what is the full form of DVD? Digital video disc. Okay. Andy? Isn't that right? <laughs> okay. So... Fact number three. Initially, DVD stood for digital video disc, but later on, it was changed to digital versatile disc. Oh. oh versatile. It's not digital video disc, it's digital versatile disc. Because the makers realized that you can do more with DVDs than just video. The first DVD player was launched in 1996 in Japan. It was manufactured by Toshiba. And PlayStation 2, which was released in 2000, could play DVDs. That was my family's first DVD player. It was a PS2. I didn't know it was in 2000. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was 20 years ago. And then you have films like Goodfellas, Blade Runner 7. They were some of the first films to be available in DVDs in the US. Now, with DVDs, what is interesting is that it can hold up to 4.7 GB Mm -hmm. of storage instead of a standard CD, which was 680 MB. Mm -hmm. So you can see the upgrade. And also, DVDs can record on both sides of the disc instead of one, as in the CDs. Right. Mm. And a part of the reason why DVDs became so popular with videos and films and people storing them and having a DVD collection is because DVDs do not deteriorate over time Mm -hmm. and are completely unaffected by magnetic fields. Okay. So that's about DVDs. Anyway, moving on to my last fact, fact number four. All right. Going up the ladder after DVDs, I'm going to be talking about the Blu-ray. Blu-ray was the next invention after DVDs. That, again, was touted as the next big thing, right? (laughs) Invention of the century, right? Exactly. If I had a DVD right now or a Blu-ray or CD, I literally do not own a device that could play it. So So while the opinion is out there for taking, I think Blu-rays never caught on to the craze, partly because of the spread of portable music players and such. iPod was launched, which again was another hit. Oh yeah. And also streaming services were making their presence felt around that time and of course with the spread of internet you started having digital downloads Mm -hmm. right so that will be coming a thing so i have a feeling blu-ray never really caught on just like cds or dvds because dvds really defined i would say a certain generation yeah yeah 
when Blu-rays came out, there was also competition um, between HD DVD and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Blu-ray actually did 1080 HD video, while DVDs could only do 480p resolution, okay. you know, half HD. Think of it like DVDs are all DVDs, probably half HD. And now we are entering in the realm of 4K and yeah, 8K. Yeah, yeah, like- <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I remember streaming videos of uh, 144p back when we had like dial-up internet, you know, or 360p. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, fact number four, the name Blu-ray refers to the blue laser, which is actually violet in color to read the information in the disc. Okay. Hmm. And another thing that you need to know is that Blu-ray's correct abbreviation is BD, not BR or BRD. Oh, so it's Blu-ray disc? Yes. And Blu-ray is like one word? Blu-ray is one word, oh. yeah. Also, the correct spelling is actually B-L-U hyphen R-A-Y. I did know that. Right. It's not a typo. The <laughs> E was purposely dropped so that it could be registered as a trademark. Oh, okay. Talking about storage capabilities, Blu-ray can hold up to 25 or 50 GB of data, depending on whether it's a single layer or a dual layer. And you can have around nine hours of HD video in one Blu-ray disc. Wow. It was invented soon after the DVD. It was invented in 2002, something around that. And it was put together by this association, surprise, surprise, called the Blu-ray Disc Association. (laughs) 100 points for creativity. Anyway, those were my facts about CDs. boy okay run them back soups all right fact number one a standard cd has about 82 minutes of playing time allegedly because of the then vice president of sony's wife's favorite music was mozart's symphony number 40 fact number two mercedes-benz was the first automobile manufacturer to have the cd player as an inbuilt option in its cars fact number three Initially, DVD stood for digital video disc, but later on it was changed to digital versatile disc. And fact number four, the name Blu-ray refers to the blue laser, which is actually violet in color to read the information in the disc. Okay. (laughs) One of those is not true. Okay. One of those is totally not true. And the other three are true. Absolutely. (laughs) What are you thinking right off the bat? There are two that I'm suspicious of. Okay. Number two, number four. I don't know anything about cars, but I'm going to guess it was not. Well, okay. So what I'm thinking, it wasn't Mercedes-Benz. I think it was some other car company. Okay. I don't know why, but I just think that'd be a really good place to lie. And then I'm kind of suspicious. Maybe the laser isn't purple. I think the laser might be red or something. Yeah. See, that's so funny because my immediate reaction is, it's one or three. I think the name DVD, I think it originally meant digital video disc. Yeah. And I think people would say nowadays, oh, now it's digital versatile disc. But I don't know if it was ever officially, you know, like rebranded or anything. And then I think with the first one, I think that's a nice story. But I don't know if that would impact how much you can actually hold on the disc. I feel like they would try to cram as much information as they can. And then it happens that you can fit that song. 
I'm going to go with the third one. I think that it's a lie that anyone renamed him. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go with the car. All right. Well, your answers are now locked. Fact number two, Andy, as you said, is actually correct. As Mercedes-Benz was indeed the first manufacturer. And Tanner, you went with fact number three, which is uh, digital video disc, is also correct. <laughs> this is digital versatile disc. The lie is fact number one. I just tweaked a few things here and there. The CD has a 74-minute playing time. Allegedly because Vice President of Sony, Norio Oak's wife's favorite piece of music was Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, which is 72 minutes long. Wow. I can't even say, I can't even say it. Like, I, I, there's no oh, way. Wow. How could I know that? Oh, man. I should have known. I feel like considering how much time I spent in my life caring about CDs, I should have known. Thanks for listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. Check us out on social media to get bonus content and suggest topics for future episodes. And of course, be sure to subscribe. Maybe even send the episode to your friends and find out who among you is really the smartest.